coming up, the best Epcot Flower and Garden Festival ever, because they've included fat people. Coming up next. This is the Diz Unplugged, episode 585, for the week of March 12, 2013. The Diz Unplugged is brought to you by DreamsUnlimitedTravel.com, experts in helping you plan the perfect Disney vacation. Hey, you people in Europe, come here. No, closer. Closer. Okay. Did you know that Dreams Unlimited can book your vacation too? That's right. Like you folks in the UK. We can book your Disney Cruise Line vacation, and with that ridiculous exchange rate and the 14 weeks of vacation you people get every year, you have to do something. So let Dreams give you a nice gift bag in your stateroom and a big fat shipboard credit to spend on booze while you laugh at Americans. DreamsUnlimitedTravel.com, because we love everyone, even the people that talk funny and wear knee-high black socks with sandals. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Diz Unplugged Roundtable Discussion, coming to you live from the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida. I'm your host, Pete Warner, joined at the table this week by my good friends, John Magi, Kevin Close, <laughs> the top of Kevin Close's head. I always forget it, that's going to happen. It, he, it's like, we've been doing this for six years. He still forgets I'm going to introduce him. Uh, Leah Zanola, who's like way camera left. Scoot, 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 all the way. There you go. And Corey Martin. Back in the production nook, our producer... Dustin West, along with Sean Thompson and Craig Williams. This, uh, this episode, we're going to talk about the Epcot Flower and Garden Festival, which if you've been listening to the show for any length of time, you'll know in recent years I have just kept saying that it's gotten boring. It's the same topiaries and the same thing. There's just nothing different or exciting or new about it. Well, that all changed this year. That all changed this year. They have uh, really upped their game. They've really upped their game. And uh, before we get into a discussion, we have two videos to show you. First, we're going to show you a nice overview video that Dustin put together. And uh, for those of you listening uh, to the show, instead of watching, you can view these videos on YouTube at our YouTube channel. There'll be links to that in the show notes page, disunplugged.com. For those of you watching, here's the first video. Excellent job on that, Dustin. Uh, we also uh, did it mostly as a group. Uh, I think everybody actually here right now. We all got sunburned. We all got a lot of sunburn and uh, went around uh, with Craig uh, filming all of us and uh, chronicling our little experience around Flower and Garden, which makes our second video for this episode. And we're going to go ahead and cut over to that. That was fun to watch. It was fun to watch. Good job. <laughs> Great you. job on that, Craig. Thank you. Um, as you can see, if you were watching the videos, uh, some changes this year. Uh, as I said before, you know, one of my big complaints was that I thought Flower and Garden had become the most boring event, most boring annual event at Disney World. That it was the same topiaries every year, just kind of being rolled out. Maybe they'd add one or two. There was just nothing exciting about it. What A, there were some different topiaries this year, which was nice to see, but the addition of the food kiosks, which very, uh, very, very food and wine festival. Just a lot less of them. The less of them and different menu items. It's not the same stuff. They're not just regurgitating stuff from food and wine. They just 
I, I thought the way they did it was perfect. I wouldn't change anything. I, the food wasn't the focus, I think. It was kind of like you just stumbled upon them as you walked around. Right. It wasn't like you went from booth to booth trying things. Right. Well, that, that's, and that's, that's what I mean is that they, they integrated it in with Flower and Garden. They didn't say, oh, you know, food and wine's popular, so let's just, you know, put a food and wine component in here. They integrated it with Flower and Garden. It felt more like an event. Yes. And not something that you just go and look at, you experience. And, you know, being able to kind of walk around and stop and grab some. I mean, look, the topiaries are beautiful, but. Unless you're a hardcore gardener, you know, the Flower and Garden Festival wasn't really something that we went back to. Right. It was we never will a go, destination. Right. We will go back to this. The nice thing about the Flower and Garden Festival is, I say it every year, Epcot never looks prettier than it does during Flower exactly. and Garden. Exactly. It just, and. As Flower and Garden goes on, it just becomes fuller and more lush. So it's one of those things that you don't miss anything by going towards the end. This was, this makes it kind of, as Corey said, an event. There's a reason to go as opposed to just being in, in Epcot during Flower and Garden, which is usually how we worked it. It was right. never like, oh, let's go to Flower and Garden. We would go and it would be there. So, Right. This uh, makes me want to go back. This makes me want to go do it again. Uh, you know, which, like I said, go back and listen, <laughs> I think, to every Flower Garden right. show we've done. I mean, I think even last year, I wouldn't even let us do a segment on it. Right. You were like, unless we can come up with a different angle or something cool to do, didn't we have Jeff and Val? Or was that food and wine? That was food and wine. Right. I mean, it's just something so we can make it interesting for ourselves. Well, just, yeah, I mean, because I, I remember last January saying to you guys, if I have to cover... Another flower and garden festival. I'm going to gouge my eyes out with knitting needles. Uh, it was just boring. It was boring. It was because, it, you know, we could have taken the show we did in 2007 and repeated it in 2008, 2009, mm-hmm. 2010. It was all the same. So for them to have changed it up like this. And again, it's not like they did something extraordinary and massive. It's just it seemed like really well thought out placements of these various kiosks in certain places around gives you a chance to not just look at the topiaries stop grab a bite to eat grab uh, uh, you know a drink uh, interesting food combinations I think the most popular thing going on uh, the Dole Whip with the rum <laughs> which these guys absolutely uh, yeah it was amazing absolutely loved that cheddar that the chive biscuit, potato biscuit in mm-hmm. England with the. They need more salmon. rum though. Oh, so good. They need to top it off. Yeah, with the Dole Whip, it's weird because it would be nicer if the rum was incorporated into the soft serve. But because they serve both, they just take regular and then they pour like a shot right. of rum on this, top. I yeah. thought the bottom was great. Yeah, once you got to the bottom. <laughs> and I love the image of Sean walking around two fisted with the uh, uh, Dole Whip and the beer. Well, it got worse because the then we got hand. sake and then more beers and then. I don't know. It was just lots of alcohol that trip. <laughs> so which direction did we say we were going to go, Craig? So I won't uh, mess you up. The same way that we went whenever we were there, starting off. Um, With the Dole Whip. Yep. And uh, then over in, as we headed toward uh, the UK, there was the cottage. Correct. And do we remember what the items were? There was, the, again, the cheddar biscuit with the uh, salmon tartare. There was the chocolate trifle. And other things that we didn't get. 
<laughs> but again, these are the Leah different. Has the menu. Oh, go ahead, Leah. Yeah, they also had baked goat's brie with cum- kumquat chutney. They had heirloom tomatoes with house-made mozzarella, vinegar, and basil. And then um, John said the chocolate trifle. They also have a berry trifle and a ginger and tea trifle. And then there's a lot of different teas. It looks like there's hot tea and iced tea. I didn't have anything here. I thought the biscuit was great. We love. The I'm biscuit. a tartare fan, though. Salmon. We actually know. went back matter. and got a second one. I mean, it was smoked salmon. It was lox. It on, was a, on a red lo- lobster biscuit, cheddar bay biscuit. Was that really what Can't it was? Go with that? That's what it tasted like. I've never had salmon before. I don't eat seafood, but I thought I'm going to try one bite just to try it. And I thought it was really gross. But <laughs> <laughs> I also don't like dill. And that was in it. The biscuit itself was really good. You don't I, like anything. I don't eat seafood. She ate the cardboard container. Hey, I tried it, though. So, yeah, the biscuit was good. We're going to put a gold star on your record. Thank you. <laughs> now, uh, also something, that I th- was it different this year, putting Peter Pan of Topiary on the roof? Yeah, I don't think they've done that before. Of the, uh, like the UK building? I thought that was kind of cool. They had Captain Hook and the alligator outside, mm-hmm. and then you kind of looked up, and it was a surprise to find Peter Pan's Topiary on the roof. Like he was. Yeah, Captain Hook off. is like yelling at him. So, yeah, I mean, like I said, clearly they've done some things differently just with the topiaries and with the food kiosks. Um, Did we find the prices to be commensurate with food and wine prices? Yeah, I thought they were. I thought they were pretty similar right. to food and wine prices. And you portions. can buy a little wristband thing. Yep, same thing. Same I thought thing. in some cases the quality of the food was better. Maybe, I did too. Maybe because they, they don't. You know, they're not so crowded as far as people going to the food. The food's not the main attraction, and there's not as many kiosks. But I I thought the quality was better. Did anybody else seem to think that the paying for it slowed the whole process down? And I'm not, that's not a joke. I I mean, it's just that it was, it was such an ordeal to pay for it and get through it. Because you walk up and you order and pay, and then you take your receipt up and hand it to the... That's the same. But that's food and wine. But the ones I went through, they just seem to not have the rhythm down. I think it was... I I think just because it's the first couple of days. We were there the first couple of days it It was going on. Same thing with food and wine. The first couple of days of food and wine is always a little clunky when it comes to the the process so i think but but i think they expected that and what i like they took the the gift cards from food and wine and you can buy those here now too except they're themed around flower and garden oh good they didn't reuse the yeah (laughs) it's the it's the mini mouse with the butterfly they actually used last year's poster as the logos for this uh the topiary version of the characters that was last year's special poster so, moving from uh, UK over to France, going over the bridge, uh, they. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, I forgot what I had, but it was really good. We had the the, the zucchini flatbread, was it? Yeah, there was like a, a goat cheese tart. Right, mm-hmm. the tart. It exactly. had like kind of like ratatouille vegetables on it. You had the um, pate. Yeah, and then you had the pate. Pate was out of this world. Pate was out of this world, and they served the pate with. Uh, was it a cranberry? Uh, cherry. Or cherry mm-hmm. uh, sauce on the side, which... Huh, pate and cherry sauce. You know, the food selections, I, I thought France was probably my favorite, that, that one that had the ingredients you were talking about. It was almost like a flatbread. Yeah, it was on like a puff pastry, so there were like different layers on it. It's yeah. good. This is... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. This is, uh, France is also the area where you're going to find a lot of the princess topiaries. Right. As well. Right. Um, so, if you're interested in that, but for lunch, what we did is we went back into the patisserie, uh, the new area that's opened up in the very back 
of the uh, French Pavilion, which is a, it's counter service. The food was fantastic. Sandwiches, the pizza, the chocolate mousse. Mm-hmm. Oh. I'm going to say something that's going to be very unpopular. I hate that place. Really? I hate huh. it. Why? It's always a madhouse. It's always nuts trying to get a table. I don't find the sandwiches are that great. It I, took me like 40 minutes to eat a quarter of a sandwich because the bread is so hard. Yeah. <laughs> That's a baguette for you. And I, I, I've been to France. I mean, oh, it's... Ouch. Excuse me. <laughs> Sorry. The shade. Usually you can bite through them. Really? Step off. I've been to France. <laughs> oh, my God. So is he. I'm only kidding. It's a joke. Okay. But I, found, I find their baguettes to be very... Ch- I, it's just not my thing. I tried your quiche. I didn't enjoy your quiche at all. I so. want that as a drop-in for this thing. Okay. I've been to France. I've been to France. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Pepe Le Pew, move ahead. <laughs> I, I, I disagree. I, I mean, yeah, look, it was definitely crazy. It was, def- But I thought for counter service, I don't think you can find better uh, in terms of food. I agree. The, this, the selection. It's fantastic there. Was, I mean, we bought, we bought several different things. The quiche uh, was really good. Quiche was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I, again, I'm sorry. I'm like completely unprepared here for some reason. I can't remember what I spent. For four of us, but it uh, wasn't a lot of money. It was like 40, but there were several entrees. It wasn't just... John and four. I each had an entree. I had a salad. John had a sandwich. We bought a cheese platter. Oh, I'm sorry. We bought a quiche, a cheese platter, and one dessert, and it was $41. For okay. For I think that's really good for that amount of food. You, you think that's expensive? Um, I, I, I'm somewhere between you and John. I don't think it's the best thing I've ever had, but I also don't agree with him that it's the it's not good. Well, I that was my first. It was my first experience back there. I haven't. I, I'd been back there. I just hadn't eaten there. We've been there a couple of times now, and I think the hassle takes a lot of the fun out of it. Mm. You guys got there 15 minutes after I did. Right. I wrestled for eight seats. You got the seats. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it just depends on when you go. Sean and I ate breakfast there, and there yeah. was nobody there. It was empty. We just walked breakfast. in. Well, they also open that before World Showcase mm-hmm. opens. Right. So, I, I mean, if you walked in and could just walk up to the counter and order, I think it would be great. As I said, we had eight seats, and you all came 15 minutes later, so you all just walked in and sit down. To try and get eight seats together is really a hassle. And to get four seats together, you kind of have to do that hound dog thing where you stand over somebody and go, eat faster. (laughs) Are you done yet? And then what happened the first time? We tried to get her to put our our desserts in a bag or something or on a tray or something. She wanted to stick the, like we bought um, one of those chocolate mousse and we had some other things and she wanted to stick it all in a paper bag. With no covers on it or anything. And I said, can't you just put it in a box so I can keep it up straight and not tip everything all up? No. So I said, okay, go get the manager. I'm just not having it. So the manager comes over and goes, what's the matter? And she says, he wants a box. And the manager just looked at her in French and said, give him a box. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I I enjoyed it. I thought thought the food was really good. I was really happy with it. Um, But again, my first time there. So I'll check it out again. But I say... It's a, I think it's a great place if you don't want to do the reservation sit-down restaurant thing for lunch. I think, for ca- as far as counter service goes, I think it's really good. Is it better than sunshine, sunshine season? I won't say that. I say it's different, but I think that I, I think uh, sunshine seasons. You know, I've always loved that. I think that's a, another great place to go. Uh, but whether or not whether or not I like it, it's very popular. People love it. 
I mean, it's all over the boards. People think it's a great addition to the well, park. It's a good so. way to get away from the burgers and the chicken fingers. It's yeah. true. Yeah. It is. And they have increased the capacity of this. This used to be a much smaller venue, and the only seats were outside or tucked back in a corner where most people didn't even know they were there. At least what they've done is... I also think the fact that they're uh, redoing what used to be the patisserie into the ice cream shop has cut down a lot of the available outside seating. Yeah. That's been narrowed by uh, shielding that they've put up while the, the rehab is done. Right. But do you so, think that's going to have an impact once that opens up? More people are going to want to go through there and sit I down? I definitely think it's going to get more crowded, yeah. And those outside seats are going to be even at an even higher premium. So that's where we stopped for lunch. Um then we moved on to the outdoor garden as opposed to the indoor garden. Oh, was yeah. Marrakesh first or where you had the lamb? Yeah, I think Marrakesh was next. Yeah. No, no. After France is Marrakesh. Are you talking about the Morocco. little playground? Yeah, the little playground area where Dustin was working out. <laughs> yeah, that's before. That's okay. before. Okay. That's why I like to go clockwise. Oh, okay. Yeah, so Corey's, Corey's been Corey's been like all anal retentive about the order of this. I like to go clockwise. Yeah. Throws everything off. But Throws I'm, you off. <laughs> um, so, what about the playground? I like that they have these there. I mean, we don't have our kids with us this time, but that would be great. Last year, I walked around with Corey's family, and the kids stopped and played at every playground. It's a great little break. It made a huge difference for us. Um, we went back Sunday, brought the kids. No, Saturday. They can only have so many kids. <laughs> brought, brought the kids there. <laughs> and I think Flower and Garden is a better event for families, uh, from this me saying this with two toddlers, that there's a lot for kids to do with all the playgrounds they have. Right, as opposed see. to food and wine. Right. Yeah. So this was, uh, this was a nice break. We just let them run around, and there's only two or three exits, so we just stand guard at one of each and just let them go. And this is all about being green and recycling. The mulch is made out of recycled underwear or something. Like that. <laughs> is that like, what you thought I, smelled like tires or something? Yeah, it smelled like rubber. It was gross. I think it is recycled Tire tires. Rubber. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They died. They died. And then they have these machines where you can see how much energy you're outputting. And, uh, st- you know, it's like a Stairmaster. Right. Which is really, really similar to what used to be in Communicore when Epcot first opened. Right. You could power a light bulb but with a bicycle and it showed you how much power you were putting it out. Uh, are putting out. So it's this, basically the same thing. I mean, they've talk, really gone retrograde with that stuff. It's from 1982. Right. Still cool stuff, though. Yeah, it's they it have a, always cool. They have a display using, they're sort of like upcycling things and using things to decorate your garden. Like, um, they've got a lawn chair that instead of having a normal seat, they use like a, a garden hose as the seat. So that's kind of cool to see ideas that you could actually do at home. They used old recycled Crocs for planters. I thought that was mm-hmm. neat. Yeah. That was a cool idea. And that's where it had the little house. Where yeah, that's where we right. kicked the children out. <laughs> Corey, Corey and I, I don't know how I got in there. I'm surprised that I got back out. <laughs> so much kicking them out. I think they got squoze out when you guys no, entered. I think they were petrified that there were two adult men in there in this <laughs> like, little confined space. With we them. were very nice to them. Yeah. I want to be the apple. I want to be the banana. Show me where the banana is. No, there was no you. argument. <laughs> <laughs> Show me on the doll. <laughs> oh, Lord. Had to go there, right? You know. So you had, uh, we moved on to Marrakesh, and you had lamb, didn't you? I had the spiced lamb kebab. It came with uh, vegetable couscous. The lamb wasn't very lamby, which I think a lot of people would like. As in gamey. Gamey, well, lamby, lamby flavor. Yeah, but gamey. Um, I thought it was great. The couscous was cold. It was a little uh-huh. bit of a shock to me. 
Is that how it's supposed to be? I I've, I've, yeah, I'm sure it was. Yeah, because yeah, it was really cold, yeah. not just. I've had it both ways. I've had it hot and cold. And I think lamb tastes like sweat. No, I'm talking about the couscous was cold. <laughs> yeah, I don't like yeah, lamb. The, couscous the lamb was can hot. Be cold the couscous or was cold. It can be warm temperature, but you didn't care for the lamb? No, I did. I just wish oh. it was more gamey. How do you more gamey? <laughs> I wish it more tastes more like sweat. As Sheldon says, little cubes of meat that taste like sweat. Well, I'm going what to it, defer to the people with maps in front of them as far as like where we're going next. Well, what, what else is on Marrakesh's menu? Um, lemon chicken drumettes with, I don't know how to say all these words, uh, the cucumber salad bag rear. It's a Moroccan pancake with honey, almonds, and argon oil, argan oil. Well, that's what the shampoo. Yeah. I know that. Yeah. It's, it's an ingredient in shampoo. Yeah. Gross. (laughs) The stuff sounded good. I just didn't have anything there, but it all sounded nice. Well, wasn't that where Kevin got the drink from? Oh, yeah. The pomegranate drink? I forgot. Yes. Desert Rose, sparkling wine with pomegranate liqueur. Oh, right. That's what what you had? I did. I I got my antioxidants. (laughs) I thought it sounded like a sting song. (laughs) It's a sting song. Oh, is it? Yeah. Yeah. Was it about turtles? Okay. Okay. Sorry. And then moving on, we went to... Went to... Japan. Oh, Japan. That's right. That's where... uh, Leah had frushi. I did. I had frushi. Yeah, it was interesting. I don't know if we have a picture of it. It was fresh strawberries, pineapple, and cantaloupe rolled with coconut rice. And I don't know what the green stuff around it was. It didn't have any taste. Um, Then there was a raspberry sauce, toasted coconut, and whipped cream. So it was good, but it didn't taste like coconut rice. It just tasted like rice. So rice with fruit was a little weird. But it was a a fun dish, I thought. I thought it was interesting looking. I can't imagine, you know, what it, it was just fruity and, and sweet with the whipped cream, but it actually looked like sushi. Yeah. It did. I mean, brightly colored. But then Sean went running for sake, didn't you? Yeah, Corey and I, we went <laughs> back and got That's sake. That's my favorite stop. It's the first time I've ever had uh, unfiltered sake, and it was very good. It was an odd color. I thought sake was, like, clear. It well, was it curly. is, but this is unfiltered, so it's, yeah. uh, they call it cloudy sake. Oh, okay. It was That's, really good. That's a... Uh, it's a normal stop for me. That's back there. It's like a little hidden gem. It sounds appetizing to me. No. Cloudy sake. Sake tastes like nail polish. It's terrible. That's what I said. Oh, I love it. I, I just, that's not part of the flower and garden. That's just one of your favorite stops. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. And that's yeah. back in uh, Mitsukoshi, the d- department store, right? Yeah, all the way back. It's a little hidden. It's open all the time. A hidden spot. It's always there. Did they have regular sushi at the sushi place? Uh, nope, they did not. What else did they have there? Oh, I do not speak Japanese. Um, <laughs> Chirashi Hanazushi says it's grilled salmon, cooked shrimp, and crab stick over a bed of fragrant ginger rice with volcano and dynamite sauce. I don't know what that means. Um, oh, which part? I think it's what happens when it comes out. Volcano and dynamite <laughs> sauce. <laughs> Just a spicy sauce. Okay. Um, there was yakisoba pan, pan. Fresh grilled carrots, onions, and cabbage with Japanese noodles and teriyaki sauce served on a bun with mayonnaise and beni shoga. And then they also have a green tea flan. Um, one of the uh, college students that we have with us ate here. She's a vegetarian, and they told her specifically to go to Japan, and she said the food was great. Um, yeah, but they eat cardboard and sticks. So, <laughs> Well, I'm just anything, saying maybe we have vegetarian anything listeners. With, anything with some flavor is going to taste good to a vegetarian, won't it? Green tea flan. The green tea flan. Ooh. Doesn't it give you the willies just thinking? 
<laughs> Doesn't that make it look more like phlegm? It already has the consistency of phlegm. I cough this up. Do you want some? <laughs> yeah. Here's a spoon. It's, it's dessert. Now, it says that they have sake there. So are these different? They had peach-infused sake and sparkling and refreshingly sweet sake. Okay, yeah. Neither of those two things are co- things Corey will drink. No. Sweet, no. Too much fruit. Sweet yeah. and infused with peach. <laughs> These are two things. Cory yeah. Martin will not do. And Pete all of a sudden, me. you had my interest. <laughs> Ooh, peach with frushi. No, it's not my thing. Yeah, yeah, not going to happen. They also have that, and this is normal, but the beer with the frozen beer on top. Mm-hmm. Right, Dustin, have you you've had that? Haven't you? I, I have not had. I've it. had it. Okay. It's a little. It's a little. Yep. It's a little bizarre. Why haven't you had it? You I, swill beer like at eight o'clock in the morning. I so. haven't had it because of the way Corey described it. Um, it's just got like a floating layer of stuff on it's top. A little, it's, it's floating. It's, it's not a layer of scum. Well, <laughs> it's floating frozen beer. So it's uh, it's kind of weird starting your beer off with a straw. Yeah. Because you just can't tilt it back because you got this whole glob of frozen beer. And if you try to taste a frozen beer, it tastes like stale beer because it's just. It, right, the carbonation sound. It's, yeah. it was bizarre. Does it melt into it? It does melt into it, but you really can't start drinking the beer like a normal person until it's halfway down. So it's, it's okay. So it's at least worth a try. Yeah, I should you try. can get past drinking your beer out of a straw to start off with. Okay, I'll give it a try. You make it sound like there should be a therapist after the. <laughs> <laughs> One of the changes in Japan, though, that I wanted to note for anybody who likes taking pictures, uh, I always loved the placement of the bonsai trees uh, with the uh, spaceship Earth in the background. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, they move them now. They're on the other side. So you don't have that, you don't have that shot anymore. Yeah. yeah. Um, They've which, got a couple of the bonsais are in front of the, the big Mitsukoshi house, and then the other are up on that walkway toward the fast food restaurant. Right. That's where most of them are now. Right. So where do we go next? America. That's the barbecue. Yeah, the smokehouse. Smokehouse. This was the best. Oh, be- by far. By far. You know, we always complain they don't do anything at that pavilion. Well, I have to tell you, the smokehouse that they opened up, with the pulled pig and the uh, uh, the brisket. brisket. The brisket. Phenomenal. The collard greens and a jalapeno cornbread. Yeah, I'm not a fan of collard greens in oh, general. I thought they were good. Yeah, they were yeah, really they were. good. I, yeah, just, yeah. And they had this like giant grill um, out, you know, uh, by the... Uh, by the building, they had this giant like barbecue thing. Uh, I think you it was could, a smoker, wasn't it? Yeah, it's like mm-hmm. a giant smoker. Were they co- and, cooking in it? Actually, yeah, cooking yeah. In it? yeah, wow, that's cool. And it was good. <laughs> it was good. Look at that topiary of Woody. The brisket was, yeah, um, was good. the brisket was fatty. We went back Saturday and tried it again, and it was fatty. But I don't mind it. But Julie couldn't eat it. It was just too fatty. It was about fifty percent fat mm. on that. Just re- to keep that in mind. I really liked what they did in that area. Like you said, they don't usually do a lot with the American Adventure Pavilion. They took an enti- that entire half, like right in front of that garden area that they have in the back, plus where they usually have the Christmas tree. I mean, it was like a huge area mm-hmm. that they've converted to, what did they call it again? The, the Boneyard? No. The, the Smokehouse? Smokehouse. The Boneyard. The, <laughs> <laughs> the Elephant Graveyard. That's the yeah. bar you guys went to in New York, I think. Oh, my God. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. I thought it looked great. I love the strings of light that they had, the lights that they had up above it. I thought it really, I, they're like just out of the shot there. 
Um, but I thought it really looked like you're walking into a Western mm-hmm. restaurant, you know? They, they did a really good job. Mm-hmm. The food was good. The setup was good. I, I think this should be permanently there. Kevin just passed me a note. <laughs> we should get Sonny's takeout for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> barbecue stuff sounds really good. Really good. We didn't continue on with you guys at that point, so we didn't get a chance to try that, but it sounds really good. It really was. It was excellent, I have to say. However, on our way out, I just want you to know that we went back by England and got another biscuit with salmon. (laughs) One in, one out. Okay. (laughs) Did they, so they decorated the whole area back there that's usually empty? Right. That's all, I think, I'm so happy. Come into the America Pavilion to the right, right, back against the wall. Is where, or the, yeah. I think once this ends in April, it ends at the end of April. That's when they're going to bring in that um, oh, yeah, that. African-American art memorabilia. Oh, of that's already. The show. I'm really looking forward I'm, to that. I'm pretty sure that's already open inside. Is it? Is, mm-hmm. I, gosh, it, I didn't know. Yeah, it replaced the, um, like the old Benjamin Franklin, whatever the theme inside was. Ben yeah, Franklin's I it, underwear. I, yeah, I can't remember what that, what that was. I think it opened maybe the day after we were there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, I'm going to have to go see it. I'm looking yeah. forward to it. Awesome. The other big attraction there is the uh, the Flower Power concert series at the American Gardens Theater. That only happens on the weekends, though. Right. They've has has that been cut down in years past? It used to be like every single day, didn't it? Yeah, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It was like two shows a day too. It was. And now it's now it's only on the weekends. Only on the weekends. They do three shows: five fifteen, six thirty, and seven forty-five. Okay. My favorite thing to do there is stand next to the sign of who's playing and listen to people say, I thought they died. <laughs> <laughs> that happens a lot with those lineups. Um, moving on to Italy, correct? Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, Did we have anything here? Well, I, 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 we did a staff fragrance shopping trip. <laughs> I, bought, yes. I, bought, I bought cologne perfume for the, for the staff. That's made out of flowers, right? I, I'm going to tell you something. In, in that store, um, uh, the Aqua de Parma uh, line, it's expensive, but it is such great stuff. They have the Aqua de Parma line, and then Aqua de Parma also makes a, a unisex fragrance, a, a series of unisex fragrances called uh, Blue Mediterrano. Phenomenal. I wear them all the time. It's great stuff. Great stuff. No discounts. Full price, it ain't cheap, but everybody smells very good. I can't stand the smell of that store. It's then just too much. He can't Ugh. go in. It's like a Yankee Candle that's store the, plus perfume. That's the French perfume store for me. Immediately get a headache as yeah. soon as I go in there. The Gear Lane store. But uh, we didn't actually eat anything. No, we no, didn't. But they do have a location. It's called the Primavera Kitchen, and they have some selections. And Leah, what's on that menu? Um... Somebody that speaks another language really needs to read this stuff. Um, no, this is funnier. <laughs> lasagna Primavera. It says spinach, lasagna, green peas, zucchini, mushrooms, broccolini, bechamel, and fresh tomatoes with garlic and basil leaves. You lost me at spinach and broccolini. Oh, Your I think this sounds good. vegetarian student could go there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think this one sounds good. Actually, she's allergic to mushrooms, so she oh. couldn't. Wow. But, she's a hothouse flower. Yeah. <laughs> she needs to leave that bubble. This is the one, though, that I thought sounded really good. Um, I thought the lasagna sounded great. Um, they have, um, a sp- oh, it's basically green asparagus, lobster, green cocktail sauce. I don't know. Does that sound good to anybody? That sounds good. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think this speaks to to the portion size. I know we stopped and had lunch, but I think what you got seemed like we got large portions this time. So by the time we got, guys got to Italy, you're kind of yeah, they not weren't hungry, good size right? portions, right? 
And the line wasn't very long here either. No. I didn't find the lines to be too long for the food. No, we didn't Mm -hmm. wait long for anything. And I think you were talking about portion sizes. I don't see any difference between the portion sizes here and what you would typically expect at the uh, food and wine festival. It all seemed pretty standard to me. No, I thought I thought it was very consistent pricing and, and portion size. Yeah. Everything was pretty consistent with food and wine. Um, they also have a panna cotta um, that's limoncello flavored. So, if you like that, <laughs> is it limoncello is flavored or is it infused with limoncello? It says flavored. Panna cotta is Italian for flan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So, I like um, it's the same topiary that's always there, but is that this is where they have the Lady and the Tramp one, Correct. right? Yeah, right. and I love that one. I know it's been there forever, but it's a perfect setting now for yeah. that one. Yeah. And then we moved on to uh, Germany, and I did something I've never done before in Germany. I went into that caramel. Kissed a girl. <laughs> Oh, you're so funny. Um, went into that caramel shop and pretty much like slipped myself into a coma. Yeah. Well, oh Le- my God, that's good. Leah introduced us to the uh, apple pie. I did. Oh, apple okay. Apple. I yeah. pointed out all kinds of things we needed to you know, try. You know how you have candy apples? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, they have like a candy apple pie. Mm-hmm. So they have, it's a, it's a green apple. With like this vanilla, it, it's like a vanilla white chocolate. It's not really it's white a, chocolate. It's got a it's little like, vanilla. It's like flavor. a vanilla white chocolate, and then uh, brown sugar, and there might be cinnamon, maybe mixed cinnamon. And then they slice it for you, so you don't feel guilty about eating the entire thing. I, I swear, I thought I, I'm like, oh, okay. Well, now this is this isn't this isn't indulging. This is suicide for a diabetic. I right. have small squares of caramel, soft caramel, covered in chocolate, mm-hmm. and then dusted with sea salt. Mm-hmm. We got that too. I got that too. <laughs> got that too. And just oh my lord, it was so good. It was so good. I've never done it before. I don't know how it is. I've never been in that store to buy that stuff before. But this was my first time. And actually, if you want it to be good, they have. Sugar-free, where there's caramel. Yeah, the problem with the sugar-free candies it doesn't taste good. No, it's not that. It's that the stuff they make, they sweeten it with sorbitol. the sorbitol. It's like ball bearings. <laughs> oh, if, no. if, if you have more than a couple of pieces, be very close to a bathroom. There is leakage. <laughs> oh, it is an express train <laughs> through the intestines. Wow. And I will leave. You, I will leave the rest. Was, we will leave the rest to your imagination. There was one that was worse. It was called Olestra. Olestra. That well, that actually had leakage on like the warning label. Lays <laughs> oh, with leakage. Lays <laughs> <Lays> with leakage. <laughs> no calories. Whoosh. So to change the subject, <laughs> thank you, Leah. <laughs> the uh, the food that they offered in Germany, I don't think we tried any of this. I think I'm sorry. I think this is an important public service announcement for people, even if you're not diabetic and you're trying to watch your weight. And like, oh look, oh sugar free caramels. I can eat the entire bag. Well, yes, you can, but just be prepared for what's going to happen when you do. That's all. Sorbitol is not always your friend. No, don't get on. If a it ends with tall, if it ends with T O L. Save yourself and your family. So back to the food. <laughs> um, they have savory bread pudding with spring peas and wild mushroom ragu. They have a German meatloaf sandwich with sweet mustard and fried shallots. And then they have potato pancakes with house-made applesauce. 
I had the meatloaf. I really, I, it was good. I don't remember really how it tastes because I was trying to free a hand, so I ate it really fast. Uh, Julie didn't like the uh, potato pancake, but Ferris ate the applesauce off of it. So <laughs> <laughs> maybe that was the cause. What what topiaries were in Germany? That's Snow White. Uh, Snow White and Seven Dwarfs. Okay, that was cute. They were really cute. Yeah, Hitler. It's hard to get a picture of him. Oh, my God. <laughs> he made his way over to France. <laughs> okay. Uh, no, the Ava Braun section. So here's a picture of Snow White. <laughs> so it's hard to get a picture of all of the seven oh dwarfs without somebody oh, there's Craig running in, the in front of there. Yeah. yeah, there's Craig. What's happening? I'm in it. Oh. Oh yeah, you are. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah Craig was head? Craig was photo bombing all of our shots, <laughs> uh, like crazy. But uh, okay, I'm still stuck on the Hitler joke, Harry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so this is also where you can meet Snow White too. That's what we were right. in line for to meet Snow White. Finley wanted to meet her. Oh, she likes Snow White. Oh yeah, she likes all the princesses. So we just want to. Our first time, we were able to meet her there. Right. As Pete's dying laughing like, All the things that are going through his head That he can't say He's having a Schindler's List moment He's about to blow up I am. <laughs> Oh man um, You ever along? watch the producers? <laughs> okay Oh lord I got songs going through my head I have a song in my heart <laughs> So after that we went to China and did I, I don't know if anybody had any food here. No, nothing either. there. I didn't. It says Beijing-style candied strawberries. Uh, spring. they're covered in smog. Is this at the outdoor cart? Yeah, it says Lotus House. Lotus House. Mm-hmm. A spring pancake with grilled chicken and green apple and a pan-fried vegetable bun. One thing that I think is interesting and kind of weird, and the beverages, says they have peach aerated water. And lychee aerated water. What does that mean? What? Is it just is like, like sparkling carbonated? water? Probably yeah. carbonated. Yeah. Just a fancy aerated. name. Aerated. Why not just call it carbonated? Yeah. It is because it's from China. Oh. Everything's fancier in China. Oh, it, You'll see. It? Yeah. I'll find out. So that's it. They have bubble tea. People. Yeah. At this point, I at this point I'd stopped eating. I think because I was I had slipped into the coma after Germany. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I didn't remember my name. So I hadn't eaten anything. Did anybody have anything in China? Not there. Which topiaries were there? It was uh, the dragon. Dragon. And the panda. And the troll. Was he? Uh, no, I'm sorry. He was in Norway. Norway. That was next. <laughs> he ventured out. <laughs> the troll went walkabout. Does the smoke still come out of the, um, the dragon topiary? It does. That's cool. Yeah. It looks really cool at nighttime. I haven't seen it at night. Yeah. Um, after that was... There was nothing in Norway. There were topiaries, but there was not a food location. Right, right. just the troll. Yeah, right. just the troll. Um, and then was Mexico. Back up. Aerated water, according to Wiki, is purified water, distilled water. Into the microphone. Which purified air is added to give it a better flavor. Oh. Wow. Hmm. Learned something new. Mm, that was worth it. Let, <laughs> let's talk a little bit just about what goes on in uh, Future World. Uh, of course, the, John's favorite, the Butterfly Garden, which we finally got him into. Um, and he kept threatening to spray himself with off. I'm going to cover myself in no pest strips and walk through really fast. <laughs> See how many I could catch. The thing is, we went very early in the, 
the festival this year, and there wasn't many flying around. They were all in the larva, or as I call, bait stage. <laughs> bait stage. You have about the fifteen stage. people trying to take a photo of the same butterfly. Right, there's one right. poor butterfly. Yeah, there was only like one or two floating around at this point. Um, they also had what? Yeah. I was just saying, but the thing is, this. I mean, I make fun of it. They do such a cute job with the little vignettes and. Um, Tinkerbell. Little Tinkerbell topiaries right. everywhere. Yeah, they do really do a they cute do a good job. job. I, I gotta say, fun. the music is super dramatic in the Butterfly House. <laughs> it's very dramatic. <laughs> it's like scored by John Williams. <laughs> <laughs> they also uh, have, uh, you know, they always have to promote something at Flower and Garden. So this year it was uh, Oz, the Great and Powerful. Um, has anybody seen that, by the way? The movie? No. Yeah. No, not the movie yet. No. Not yet. Not getting great reviews. It did pretty well opening weekend. It did well, but yeah. the reviews have been pretty brutal. I had really high hopes for it, but I don't know. Everything I'm reading about it and seeing doesn't look great. I think I might be the only person on earth who doesn't see the talent in James Franco. Really? Oh, yeah. my gosh. I, I, he's never done anything I've liked. No. Freaks and geeks. The little Oz walkthrough was interesting, but it was kind of a throwaway. It was. They, but they usually yeah. are. Whatever they yeah. do for the movie promotion, they don't. Really, it's not really usually very. That's one of the cute little stopping places for families with their kids. We spent a long time, a lot of time there, and they have seats around the outside so the parents can sit down while their kids are playing on the playground. This proves that there's something for everybody. It's not for me, but it's for kids because they had little Mm -hmm. games set up, like a a beanbag toss. Yeah, and then after you played the game, you got a little prize. I think there was a button, and I don't know what the other one was. I think they gave you you a packet of seeds. Yeah, that's marigold awesome. seeds or something. I don't. Yeah, you're supposed to throw it along the highway in the parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> you're supposed to throw them into the gardens as you walk in Epcot. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. And uh, of course, they also had a Radiator Springs uh, section where they had some Cars Land topiaries, which were really cool. But that area was really congested. There's a play area there as well, and it was just swarming with people. Yeah. It was really difficult to get through. Because um, everybody's trying to take pictures, and it's kind of a narrow, and you've got uh, Tomator on one side, Lightning McQueen on the other, and it's kind of a narrow walkway. So you got people angling, trying to take mm-hmm. pictures and walk. And, and then there were there was an activity that you were supposed to stop and do, and there just wasn't really room to okay. have all of that there. What was the activity? Do you know, um, it was kind of like a look and find. There were like different boards that had like car parts, and you were supposed to pick out a certain. Oh one. yeah, yeah, I saw that. Yeah. So. Uh, and then, of course, the Festival Center was the other area. This is the repurposed mission for uh, the Wonders of Life Pavilion. It always makes me sad to walk in there. I always like the Wonders of Life Pavilion. It makes me sad to walk in there, and it's just, you know, this, like, <laughs> you know, it's a, it's, it's, a, it's, a transient, it's a transient pavilion. There's this massive pavilion. Right. Why haven't they done something with this? They were closing, too, when we got there. Was this around it closed five, at five. Five, 5 o'clock? And this is where the... Uh, the you know the highly coveted discussed Vera Bradley bags are on display. They're not selling them yet. They're selling them later in the year, but uh, you can see them there. And then you know, I mean, it's just that this is where they're they're doing some presentations. Yeah, the HDTV stars will be here. They have like a special stage <coughs> set up. It's weird though. It's like looks like a kitchen on the stage, and I'm not sure why. Because they use it for food and wine. wine. Yeah, <laughs> and it was a kitchen. Though uh, I, what are they going to talk about? I do have to say, though, I mean, you were talking about the Wonders of the Life Pavilion. I thought they did, I think every year when they keep adding stuff in the Festival Center, each and every year it feels more and more like they're covering up 
what used to be Wonders of Life. It doesn't. I mean, I know that it's Wonders of Life, but it it feels like the Festival Center now. You, there's no, you can't see where Wonders of Life used to be. Right. In my opinion, right. it's still kind of like hollow and empty in there. It's such a big space and it's quiet in there, which is bizarre. But it feels like a really good Festival Center this year. There's a lot going on in there. It would be a nice place if your kids needed to kind of calm down a little bit. You take them in there and it's quiet and then you can still go look at all the other things or or watch one of the presentations or something. It is it is some place to get away because the crowds have been, you know, crowds uh, it was fairly crowded in Epcot. We were there, we were there oh, yeah. on Thursday. And it was fairly crowded. The crowds have been definitely up this year. We've talked about that a couple of times. I feel like with month. the addition of especially these food and drink uh, kiosks, we're going to see the weekends on Flower and Gardens get crazy, more, more and more busy with each week and more word of mouth is yeah. being spread. Yeah, I think what they've done here is they have, I think they've done a very successful job at repurposing Flower and Garden for broader appeal. Uh, making it more of an event than just walking around staring at topiaries. And I'm, I'm not taking anything away from people that enjoy doing that. Um, but I think John is correct. I think John's sentiment is correct. You really kind of got to be more on the hardcore gardening side beyond appreciating the topiaries to really get anything out of this in previous years. Now they've made it more uh, something that everybody can enjoy. You know, you can get, you know, kind of do the whole food and wine type thing, but they tailored it to flower and garden i think i think the the best way to look at it is people plan their trips around the food and wine festival right i don't know a lot of people that plan their trips specifically around flower and garden they'll go when it's happening sure but people specifically do this for food and wine i'm wondering if now they can start moving in that direction i don't know that what they've done so far raises it to that level okay um but if they learn from what they're doing and listen to the feedback, which they do, and adjust and expand, I think they could absolutely end up make, making Flower and Garden a destination event. I'm right. sure it's, this is, uh, I'm sure there are people who do this, but I think Flower and Garden is more of a local event. I think locals use it more uh, because of the Flower Power series going on and right. just a nice time of year to get out and walk around and right. enjoy it. But I think you're right. I think it's going to be more of a destination for travelers. I don't think it's there yet. I think what they've done is phenomenal. But I think if they continue to move this in this direction, they can absolutely make this. What's going to happen is if they do that, then we're all going to complain that now it's too crowded. It wasn't as much fun as the first oh, year. we're going to complain about anything. No, I will never, ever complain about wanting it to be the way it was. I mean, this year. Oh, this year. Comparing it to this year. Well, I'm not saying what it should be or shouldn't be. I'm saying they did a great job. And if they want to make it a destination event, they now have the ability to do that. They're on the right track to do that. They're not there yet. But I think it absolutely has the potential to become that. And just think about that from where, you know, how I felt about it last year to how I feel about it this year. I I think I'm not going to be alone with people going and saying, wow, okay, this is much better. Mm -hmm. And it is. It's much better. I mean, they really, my, my hat's off to them. They did a great job with this. I thought this was really tastefully done, well done, didn't take away anything that people already enjoy, added elements that could uh, bring other people into it to enjoy it more, uh, and uh, did it in a way that was consistent with what Flower and Garden should be. 
It's a great combination of the two, I think. Dave yeah. and I have only been to Food & Wine once, but we come every year. We just happen to be here during the Flower & Garden. And so it's a nice way to get to do both, mm-hmm. sort of at once. Because yeah. we, we probably won't be coming back in October, even though we enjoyed it. But this is a great way to do both. Now, what I'm afraid of, though, is that if the food kiosks are successful, that next year we're going to see five times the number of Kia. And then they're going to turn it into... Food & Wine Part 2. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Food and & Wine and Garden Festival. And I don't want to see that. I don't want to see that happen. I'd like to see it kind of move in the direction it's in. Keep it true. Keep it true to the to the nature of Flower and Garden. I found the balance to be perfect, especially going with the kids and Julie. I mean, we were we can do our thing. The kids were amused by the topiaries, got to relax at the playgrounds. It was a perfect day. Good. So I think everybody agrees. Good job. Good job in Flower and Garden this year. Happy to finally be able to say that. And let's say it's the most boring event at Disney World. So uh, that will do it for this segment. We hope you enjoyed it. We'll be back with you again next time with another edition of the Diz Unplugged. Thanks for listening, everyone. And remember, stay out of the damn place. Go to Flower Garden.